seriously popular. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Good morning. You look delighted to see me as always. The game of the weekend, the Carling, uh, the Carabao Cup final. Um, forgive me for the, uh, the the mispronunciation. The League Cup final for traditionalists. Yeah, um, it's easier. It's easier. It, yeah. it is easier. <laughs> Fabulous game. Befitting of the um, befitting of the the venue and um, should be a cracker. So I was at Anfield to watch uh, Liverpool demolish Chelsea mm. a couple of weeks ago now. And at the time, after the game, I was, I was thinking about the uh, the Carabao Cup final and just basically thinking, how are Chelsea going to live with Liverpool? You know, I didn't give Chelsea a chance. But um, because of Chelsea's recent form, because of Liverpool's lengthy injury list, but they're, they're still managing to cope. I, you know, I, I think this is a 50-50 game. I really, really do. It wasn't a 50-50 game a couple of weeks ago. It was so one-sided. Yeah. Liverpool were so superior. They were so dominant. But then you look at Manchester, uh, the uh, Chelsea performance against Manchester City, where, you know, arguably they could have gone further ahead against uh, City. That You know, they missed... They missed uh, other other opportunities, um, and this is like I, I think this is such an important cup. It's it, it's a cup which I think the perception is that it's the it's it's the trophy which uh, many teams don't want to try and win. Many managers don't want to try and win until they get in the semi finals, and then it's really important to them. But getting that first trophy under the belt uh, for any club. Uh, I think is absolutely enormous. I think it's like a World Cup final for Pochettino. I do as well because this season it's been, it's been so disappointing. And they so many times we thought, well, Chelsea are going to turn the t- or they've turned the tide, and they're going to get going now. And then they have been consistent in in letting themselves down. Um, but where Pochettino is at the perception of him, the difficulty which he's had with the job. If they win it, I think it will be enormous for him. That, that, that's that's a, an amazing statement about it being a World Cup final for him. Um, there's been, there's been uh, stories which have come out, uh, rumours that, you know, he may not last the season or, you know, they mm. may, may be thinking about a change in the summer. I don't think anybody necessarily saw that. I know the way football is nowadays and the short term um 
like view on on managers and their positions. But I always thought when he went in at Chelsea, he was in for the long haul. But because of their performances uh, this season, where they are in the league, I think this is such an important game for Pochettino and the perception of Pochettino. I, I don't I don't think there is at, at the minute um, anything such as long term at, at, at Chelsea. I, I think that I think the 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 grand plan of massive contracts for players and whatever i just i think it's um i think it's very volatile i think changes could happen at, at any point just looking from the uh, from the from the outside of it but you, you talk about pochettino um if jürgen klopp had said 12 months ago that he was leaving i think pochettino would have been long long odds on to be liverpool's next manager um in terms of how he um, how he promotes young kids, how the, the style of play. I think he, I think Pochettino has always had a, a respect for Liverpool from from you know speaking to him and how he's how he's acted around it. I remember, I remember the the Champions League final um, five years ago and the, you know the, the the way he spoke about Liverpool then. Um, I think he would have been. Um, a good fit. I mean, I think if, if as well, if if Liverpool were limited to just picking a manager from from England uh, in the summer, he would be he would be very very high on 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 my list. I think if if it was if it was down to me to um, put a a, um, a list together, because European experience knows the the pressure of dealing with a big club, knows the um, ins and outs of um, the the Premier League. Um, I, I, I think he's a, he's a quality manager, but you're right. I think he he, he needs a he needs a trophy. He needs he needs a trophy here. So you you're 100 percent right in terms of saying that it's um it's a big a big big day for him. But um and I actually watching Liverpool in the first first half last night, I, I would have had Chelsea down as favourites for for the game. But the the first 20 minutes of the second half from Liverpool last night, Jurgen Klopp has mentioned has made the comparison with. The Barcelona comeback, but I would go as far to say is that the 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 first twenty minutes of the second half last night was as well as they played all season. They were absolutely breathtaking. The 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 energy and the relentlessness and the the desire and the way again Klopp used the word um, thunderstorm. I I felt it was like a hurricane. Luton simply just couldn't couldn't handle them. And the, and the the energy that that's given to the fans and the team ahead of Sunday, I think, has maybe just tilted the balance a bit. Mm. It's it, so I looked at the starting lineup for the uh, the game which I covered Liverpool against Chelsea. The starting lineup last night, six changes, and you know six key changes. And, and at this moment in time, Liverpool, it's a squad game. Um, you know it is, but it's. I think that if you look at the lineup um, last night, I think it's a it's a million miles away uh, to to. To being Liverpool's strongest lineup, so they're going to have to do it patched up, aren't they? If they are going to win it, uh, you, you know, you look at the goals which Liverpool um, will be missing going into uh, Sunday's game. So, I mean, Salah looks to be doubtful. I mean, you're you're sort of more in the know than me, but uh, but if he you know nicked his hamstring again last week, it's it's going to be you know depending on the on the on the uh, Grade of the strain of the hamstring, then he's going to be touch and go. Doesn't look like Nunez is going to be fit. We know that Jota uh, is out. I mean, they they are. I think I worked out with my limited maths. Um, if Salah does miss the game, that they're going to be over fifty 
50 goals out, which I've scored this season. Liverpool are going to be missing from the game at the weekend, which is which is extraordinary. And I know they're finding goals from uh, other areas of the team, but Liverpool's strongest front line, well, there you go. What would Liverpool's strong, strongest front three be for you if Jurgen Klopp was... Um, you know, had everybody fit. Uh, it, with, with everyone fitter, it'd be um, Salah, Jota, Nunes. Nunes, Jota ahead of Diaz, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Nunes off the left, Jota through the middle, Salah off the right. There you go. Do you think how many goals they're missing, you know, with that, what, best part of 50 goals? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, it is, but it, I, I mean, Canate will come back, Robertson will come back tomorrow night. Uh, sorry, on Sunday, um, Canate Robertson. Um, I I think Salah will make it. I just have a feeling that Sal- Salah will, will, will make it. Um, not sure, as I said on Monday, I'm not sure about Nunes, but um, it'll be a fabulous game. The one thing, the one thing, I think they, it's a, they were two two nil nil draws last. I mean, in the last couple of finals, I mean, yeah, you going on law they, of averages there? They were they were they were the. Um, they were the best nil-nil draws I think I've ever, I've ever seen in my life, and the 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 the, the, the League Cup final was was incredible. It was an absolutely Im- unbelievable game of football from from both teams. Um, Chelsea it's very very unlucky, weren't they? You know, a couple of marginal offside decisions. But um, the one thing I'd say is Liverpool never play well at Wembley in finals. They ju- they, they they just historically there's something about Liverpool in the final at Wembley where um, it's always exceptionally difficult always always far harder than it needs to be what where is why are you looking why, why are you looking because like because i'm just trying to think how many how many cups liverpool have won over the years and they've they've never played well in no, i'm i'm going i'm i'm going back to well it, it, I'll, I'll go back to when they they won the double in um when they beat everton in 1986 everton marmalized them in the first half everton should have everton should have been over the hills and far away um, mm. And it was only in the, the second half they turned it round. Wimbledon, um, losing to losing to Wimbledon, um, Sunderland oh, and Bolton. You're in glass, your glass half empty, aren't you? I mean, they, they, I mean, look, I mean, we can, you know, we can ask our listeners. I mean, you are. I'm not going to dispute anything you, you're saying. You you went to school with Stephen Gerrard. You are the Liverpool expert. <laughs> or Stephen Gerrard went to school with you. Sorry, that's I got right. That Thank wrong. you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But to say they never play well at Wembley, I mean, that's. That's that's some statement. I can't disagree with that. N- Norwich City never play well at Wembley, or rarely. <laughs> How many times did you play at Wembley? Only a couple. Seriously, this is a, this is a serious point. Being at Wembley on a, on a big occasion, does it do things to a footballer? Does it make you feel nervous? Does it? Does it? Do you approach it to um, in a different way that you might do? Can you? You know, can you not sleep the night before. I know everybody says, you know, it's, oh, yeah, it's just another game, blah, blah. But it isn't. No, the whole yeah, thing around it. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, uh, I mean, I, th- I think it has been, oh, I don't know whether I should say this, diminished over the years. I, I was never never a fan of semi-finals being played at at, uh, at Wembley. That should just be, um, you know, the final. But I, I still think it does have an aura about it, Wembley Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, but Liverpool and never again, play well there. There you go. No, no, they don't. They don't. But there we go. But they, they, they've they've won enough trophies down the year, and they might do on 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 Sunday. I think. I think anyway, there'll be there'll be plenty of um, teams that would uh, love to be um, swapping positions with Liverpool and Chelsea on Sunday, isn't it? And you said something there. I don't understand, and I never will understand how um, 
managers from other teams, even fans from other teams say, I wouldn't want to win that. I wouldn't want to win that trophy. I think it's, it's the, it, 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 do, do you understand? Do yeah. You, well, what you're talking about, you're, you're talking about the league cup, it, you know, it comes down to um, certain teams in the early rounds of the competition. Um, you know, normally the teams who uh, have European competition play weaker teams. Um but it's it, it it's I'm saying all that, but it's not just teams who are in Europe. Is it other other managers who want to prioritise staying in the Premier League do it? But I ju- I just think it's enormous for any manager to get, to get that first trophy under the belt. It's there, um, and and that's it. I mean, Liverpool have the possibility of um, four trophies this season. Just imagine the lift. Uh, that would give Jurgen Klopp and, and and his team to really kick on this season. Just imagine the lift within the Chelsea dressing room where they have had um, a bang average, a bang average season. You know, they're far more capable than what they've shown, but all of a sudden they get a trophy. That's a that's a that's a foothold for uh, for Pochettino and the team to to go on, finish the season with a bit of confidence, and uh, and crack on next season. Yeah, I mean, what Newcastle? I mean, just thinking back twelve months ago, so what Newcastle would have done to to win that? Um, they go to Arsenal on on Saturday night, which is probably the, the game of the weekend in the in the Premier League. Um, Arsenal coming off a um, very very disappointing night in Porto last night. Listen, I've just had, a, had an email pop through this because this is something that I've, I've been thinking about since last night. I hear, I caught the tail end of the the commentary. Um, Arteta had only made one substitution, um, despite having quite a, a, you know, an experienced bench or there was key players on it. Well, I just want to read this out to you. Um, so Liverpool have played 39 games. Man City have played 39 games. Arsenal played 36 games in all competitions. Liverpool have made 215 changes to their starting 11. Okay. Manchester City have made 160. Arsenal have only made ninety nine. I'm just and where I'm going with this is, I wonder whether there is going to come a point where they run out of gas. And I wondered about last night. It, it, they, they, they were expected to win in Porto last night, and I sometimes wonder when a team suffers a defeat in the manner that they they did last night, the long term ramifications that it can have. If I'm being totally honest, I think it's you know it's very hard to to judge at this moment in time, um, and I'm not going to judge Arsenal on one defeat in Porto. Where, I mean, Porto played it brilliantly, didn't they? I watched I watched mm. most of this game. They got in Arsenal's faces. They were disruptive. I think there's a stat that the ball was only in play for 50 minutes. Whatever you know, they they clearly thought about the game plan. I thought set pieces were an enthralling watch the way that they, mm. you know, picked up the Arsenal players and made it extremely difficult. Um, I mean, that's not a gimme Arsenal going through, but I take your point about the, uh, the subs and, uh, and Mikel Arteta not using as many, um, you yeah, know, I've, as I've, Manchester I've, City I've got- and Liverpool. I suppose Liverpool you could chuck and they've had so many injuries anyway, but it, it comes down to having faith, um, in the squad, and that probably tells you a fair bit about Mikel Arteta's mindset that it, that he doesn't trust everybody implicitly, uh, and hence why, come the summer, 
probably expect to see you know him him move in the market and 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 try and get that squad strength up be I, I, th- I think it'll be um really fascinating game I mean it was I was reading Craig Hope's re- um, report of the weekend about Newcastle saying that they, they can't defend at the minute or they're really, they're really struggling to defend and Arsenal are scoring um, an awful lot of goals but I think I, I, I like the way Newcastle um, aren't afraid to play the dark arts and slow things down and make things wind people up and I, th- I think it, it, I think they could they, they could Really make things uncomfortable for Arsenal on Saturday night. Do you think that's? Do you think that's the reputation of Newcastle that they're a dark arts what, you, team? You don't? No, I think they. It's, it's one of those where where most teams most teams do do what or try to set out. You you do what it takes. I don't I don't necessarily look at Newcastle as a dark arts team. No, absolutely not. I know there is there there's. There's this nice sort of rivalry between the two teams now, isn't there? Because of uh, because of the last couple of games. I mean, uh, the game at St James's was the was the game where yeah. Arsenal had the, 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 the lost. Yeah, yeah the, the, it was the, the goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah the, um, um, and and Mikel Arteta lost his head after the game, didn't he? He said that it was a disgrace and embarrassing. Um, you know, not just that decision, a few decisions. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to the game. Newcastle's issue is they they do concede too many goals. They do score them, but uh, I expect that the fact that Arsenal are pretty sound at the back that to be the deciding factor in the game. Yeah, I, listen, I, I I'm with you. I, I I would think I would think Arsenal win, but I think it's I, I think I think it's going to be a little more problem problematic than I probably envisaged a couple of days ago. Really. Oh, well. Why? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like? Why no, you I just, like I, I, I just think Newcastle are an interesting. Uh, they're an interesting club at this moment in time. I, I think that the longer the season has gone on, the more, the more underwhelming things have become. Even the Dan Ashworth stuff isn't. Uh, whether we like it or not, it's not a good look for Newcastle United. You know, when he went in, when Eddie Howe went in, and, and the turnaround which has happened under Eddie Howe. The way that the club have evolved, the way that they were brilliant last season, I still really enjoy watching them. But they're all of a sudden the richest club in the world, and with that, naturally comes the mindset: you know, can they be the biggest club in the world? But the fact that um, that uh, the team have fallen away on the pitch this season, and the fact that then you're looking at the infrastructure and they're losing. Dan Ashworth, who's the guy who's the brains behind it all, uh, to Manchester United, uh, isn't a good look for Newcastle, as far as I can see. They've obviously had grand ambitions of of, of muscling into the top four, push, pushing away. I'm just thinking, you know, listening to um, Sir Jim Ratcliffe talk um, last night for the for the first time after his uh, after the the Ineos takeover was completed, he said at least two or three years before Manchester United can properly challenge and maybe knock, he, he used the phrase, knock, knocking off the, the, the famous phrase, knocking off the perch, uh, knocking Liverpool and Man City off the perch. With Manchester United's history and where, the position that they're coming from, what what chance have Newcastle got of, 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 of knocking anyone off the perch, even for, for all the resources that they've got? Well... While Pep is at Manchester City, 
it's you know going to be difficult for anybody to knock Manchester City off their uh, off the perch. I think it's a very valid point, which um, which you make. Newcastle have these great ambitions, hence why um, you know there was a change of ownership. But it's how to make that next step. And and I I think that we we did see massive signs of improvement under Eddie Howe, but and that you know they have spent a lot of money, but. He actually improved the squad which he inherited, got the best out of that group of players, but it is actually making that next step. And I'm not so sure Newcastle United actually know what the next step is, especially with Dan Ashworth leaving right now. You know, what's the what's the what what what's the plan going forward? How are they going to get back to um you know, to the form of last season? The Champions League has been, you know, was a was a, a a great ride in uh, in many respects. They had the moments, um, but having said all that, uh, the team have gone backwards this season, haven't they? They have, they have. Plenty of people fancy picking them off now. Um, no, I just. <laughs> Just, just a very, very interesting situation. Watching, watching what develops with them. I think, as I said to you on Monday, I mean, if it was a, a Newcastle fan, I'd feel unbelievably aggrieved about um, about the the Ashworth situation. It just really would because everything that you were you're hoping and, and dreaming about in terms of how the club is going to progress it now looks like it's going to. I won't. It won't use the word unravel because that that's that that's that's not right. But it's making things hugely more problematic for them. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We were talking about Thomas Tuchel and Bayern, we've talked about Thomas Tuchel and Bayern Munich recently, haven't we? And now Thomas Tuchel is linked with with West Ham or potentially coming back to the Premier League. Is he? It's going to be a fast. Yes, he is. I've yeah, not, was, not seen that. Have, have you not, not have, seen that? Have you not read the papers? No. no have not. you not been delivered to Sutton Mansion this week? No, this morning? No, no, no. I always <laughs> always wander down, get my steps in, wander down to the uh, to to the local shop to get the uh, the newspaper. You can't you can't beat as far as I can see. Uh, the actual feel of a newspaper, opening it up. I know a lot of people like Correct. to go online these days, but nothing better than a uh, a newspaper. No, haven't seen that one. Um, so Moyes is out, is he already? Is he? Is that, well, no, it's uh, just the, 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 the story is that um, that that Tuckles be, um, being sounded out, or Tuckles made himself quite. Um, 
available for for a return to the Premier League in in the in the summer. West Ham are mooted with him. Sammy Mockbell's written about it in the the Daily Mail today. Um, I, I think the whole thing's fascinating because in, in terms of this and what what it does with um, Zabi Alonso, because Zabi Alonso is a former Bayern Munich uh, star midfielder. What he's doing in in, in Germany. You know, think, yeah. you're, you're looking, you're, you're looking at me it, very quizzically. No, no, the, the reason the reason being is there's not been, I, I don't know, but there's not been loads of noise about other managers uh, and the Liverpool job. It's been Alonso. It's been Alonso. This is, you know, everybody's thinking this is, it's just, I don't know whether I think it's a natural fit. I don't think it's that easy following Jurgen Klopp, but it looked to be the next step that Liverpool were going to take. But now this uh, Tuchel leaving at the end of the season and Alonso, I've, I have seen the the stories that he's, he's, he prefers Munich to Liverpool. Where does it leave Liverpool? What's Liverpool's plan B then? If, if it was a plan B. Is, well, if there was a plan B... Um... Was it always Alonso? As far as you could I, I, see, I, 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 as far as I could see, and and I thought it was interesting that Jurgen Klopp actually spoke about him last week in terms of talking about. Um, he called him um, one of the brightest young managers in Europe, um, and he he made a, a, a pity little comment about um, him and Guardiola being dinosaurs now um, because Alonso is only forty two. Um, Sometimes I think something's so obvious that you that it, the answer's staring you in the face um, with, with Alonso. But as I, I, I think I've said to you a couple of times, he's a smart lad. He's, he thinks about things and he will do what's he will do what's best for him. There'll be no sort of emotion in in, in the decision that he makes. It won't just because oh, oh well, I, I won the Champions League with Liverpool. I'll, I'll go there. I think he'll be very very clear in um, in what he does. So if, I mean if. If there's a choice, Munich or Liverpool, which city is better to live in, Dom? You, 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 well, God's own city on the waterfront with two cathedrals, the Beatles. <laughs> no, I thought you said you know, the, 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 the best horse race in the world. Yeah, yep. so yeah, so it's Munich. Done. Yeah. Alonso's going to <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, seriously, we'll, we'll just talk about West Ham just briefly. Um how much is how vital is it for the, important that they beat Brentford at the weekend? I don't think it matters anymore. I think that the uh, you know the, the I think I've made my feelings pretty clear about David Moyes. Um, I don't think he's I don't think he deserves um, what the feeling which there is at West Ham at this moment in time and the negativity towards him. Um, so there was a banner. Moyes out at the weekend. Look, I think it's it's ridiculous. I think that's pretty shameful. The job which he's done, he doesn't deserve any of that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think a win is going to change things dramatically. I suspect at the end of the season, David Moyes and the club will shake hands and uh, and they'll agree to to go the separate ways. Right. Well, listen, the little fella will be back on. Um... On Monday, and I hope Can't he's wait. got a Toblerone for you. Yeah, I hope he's got a Toblerone for you. He probably won't. He probably won't because the last time he opened his wallet, the Queen started blinking because it was so bright. Um, anyway, you can pick up this wonderful podcast with me and Chris on all your usual channels. I'm Dominic King. He's Chris Sutton. It's all kicking off. <laughs> 